0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome to another episode of Happy Hour. Yay! And we're coming back as we originated. We were talking about the different cocktails and liquors and drinks uh, that are created by women or managed by women. And so we're coming back to that. You know, we took a little break because we had a lot of stuff we need to talk about with Sex in the City. Yes. Your happy Ongoing. hours. There's so <laughs> many things that we had to talk about. Um, but before we do start, just A, this is not sponsored content. Mm-mm. Well, it is. But not by the people we're talking about. So let's we'll rule right. that. Yes. Um, B, if you are drinking, please drink responsibly, whatever it is that you're drinking. Don't get too much caffeine either because, you know, that causes a lot of anxiety. Huh.
0: Mm, hmm
1: Yeah, I have to stop drinking coffee by like four or well, I'm Oh, done. God. I start by noon.
0: Oh, you no stop by afternoon? afternoon? I can do what? Yeah. Four.
1: But, you know, you know, it has affected me after the fact, so... I will say that. (laughs) And today, we are talking specifically about a beautiful gin that is out of New York, and the company is called Ode to Babel. And oh my God, if I'd said that wrong, please, please correct me, uh, because I want to give you all of the accolades for this amazing batch of gin. It is created by twin sisters Marva and Miriam Babel, and it is a delight. And Annie, did you make a cocktail with this?
0: I did. Um, I feel like through this segment, it is becoming clear that I never have anything around. Um, (laughs) So I made the same drink I've made plenty of times on here, which is essentially a gin and tonic, but it's, you know, shot of gin, some lime, and then fill the glass with uh, sparkling water. (laughs) (laughs) You put wine
1: in it? Is that what you just said? No, did I say wine? Oh, you said lime, lime. I heard and saw, saw heard wine. I was like, "Wait, what? What yeah. is this drink?"
0: I have been mixing wine into things lately, yes. but I have not ventured into that. What frankly sounds like a very dark territory. <laughs> right. Yet.
1: That seems that seems like <laughs> hardcore. Um, yeah, you know yeah. what? You and I. Both uh, went down the same route, except I do have ingredients here, I will Mm -hmm. say. That's
0: true. And I
1: made a gin and tonic with the actual tonic Mm -hmm. and some lime. Uh, And then I decided I wanted to crush some blackberries because we had some left over. You see? Yeah, it looks pretty. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a little uh, differentiation in there. Yeah. But before we start, Annie, did you taste test the gin? What did you think of its flavor profile?
0: Yes. So... You know, a few caveats, as I always say, I'm terrible at describing things. But also, I do always like to take a taste by itself so I can appreciate uh, the flavor. And I I think you and I have talked about this, Samantha. We both love gins. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are some really bad gins out there. And I think people have had some really bad experiences with gin. So I hesitate to say this. But to me, it tastes like very much like an evergreen forest. Kind of sweeter flavor profile, but I mean that in a good way. Like, I know a lot of people hate that kind of piney taste, and that's what they complain about when they describe gin. But in my experience, what people are really complaining about is sort of a dry, like, punch-you-in-the-face pine taste.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas this feels much more, like, complex and uh, has much more depth than, than that. Like, I know everybody always says it tastes like those, like, car air fresheners. <laughs> That's their bad experience with gin. Um, this is like the good version of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? For me, I actually, it's a little sweeter than the typical gin yeah. that I drink. I will say that tastes a lot like it has a little bit of sugar cane in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more than any other typical uh, dry gins. And it's very its, it's very easy. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. I didn't get as much burn as you do in a lot of other liquors. Maybe it's because it is a small batch um, highly specific type of gen. I believe they have several other types as well, but we got the original. Um, I had to do the special shipping and all of that because I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And from their own description, you can find this on their site at o to babble.com. o to Babble Gin is a small batch New York distilled gin. Our house blend is citrus forward with notes of macarut lime and I don't know what that is and if I said it wrong I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> ylang Ylang jasmine and a wonderful melange of botanicals ending with a touch of juniper of course. It's refreshing gin that mixes well for you at home. And o to Babble Gin is actually a bar cocktail bar as well. So they are very like posh and neat little area to go to to get this type of cocktails, but it looks like they serve a lot of other different things, have venues and such, which is probably why I've not seen it anywhere. Because if they are that small. Um, and I love it. Yes, yeah, uh, created by two sisters who decided they want a safe space with good cocktails in New York, based in the Brooklyn's Crown Heights neighborhood. Uh, and as I say, it's an ode to Black women and their tenacity. And yeah, it seems like they've absolutely held on to that, uh, creating this open space, not only to bring an environment of hospitality, but safety, especially for Black and Indigenous people of color, as well as the LGBTQ community, really bringing in the fact that this is an area and a place in their neighborhood that allows for openness and a lot of community, just diverse community. And I love, love, love that. I love that this company is thriving. They've made it through the COVID pandemic thus far um, with all of the restrictions of New York. And yeah, their gin is kind of on the top of my list right now, Annie. Like that is a nice gin. I need y'all to try this. If you can, if you're in New York, you definitely should go um, and support their business. Go buy a bottle. Absolutely worth it. And I can't wait because I've got several other variations with a lot of like twists and turns and flavoring. And I'm like, I, I'm i going to need all that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need all that, Annie. <laughs> So as I'm sitting here thinking about how much I really do love this gin, I'm thinking about all of the episodes that we've had, especially when it comes to all the different types of uh, drinks and cocktails that we've talked about. What are some of your highlights from our segment?
0: Ooh, that's a good question because there's been so many. I think I have really enjoyed finding brands that I wouldn't necessarily know and then seeing them in the store and being like, ooh, I've tried that. I like the people behind that. And so I feel good about buying it and I know it tastes good. Like there's just a piece of me, especially after all this me too stuff in the the brewery industry, and alcohol industry at large. It's just nice to know that I'm not supporting something terrible. (laughs) Like, I'm supporting something that I... Believe in, and I'm I'm happy to see, and that tastes good, and right. I think that's important to both of us. So I've really enjoyed, for instance, like I the other day I was at the grocery store and I saw Black Girl Magic wine. I was like, oh yes. Yeah, the, the, like grocery store. This is, I'm so happy to see this. <laughs> and right. I feel good
1: about buying it. <laughs> right. You know, I absolutely agree. I think one of the joys of doing this is talking about it and then seeing it spread wide mm-hmm. and far from like, oh, look, it went from the small wineries that it's exclusively has been selling it to, is at Kroger. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your money. Get all of that <laughs> money. You know, I think I've discovered my favorite whiskey at this point in time uh, with Uncle Nearest, One of my favorites, still one of my favorites, even with all the different brands that we've gone through that I have. It's top tier. Mm -hmm. And seeing those businesses grow and become standards uh, for the industry has been a delight. But yeah, also the fact that we're being able to uh, see the problematic things, literally sitting with my good friends and being like, you should not drink this because so-and-so and so-and-so. And so. We talked yeah. about the fact that we were going to have a work function and our person was trying to set it up. I was like, don't use them. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, they are. They're racist. They're sexist. We're not going to get them our business. But just holding true to that and making sure that even though oftentimes there's not really accountability, there's a moment of like, oh no, they got bad press and then everybody moves on and forgets. Mm-hmm. We can still have that moment of like, you know what? We can still stand our ground and hold to our values after knowing how bad business practices they have or whatnot. As in fact, one of the breweries that were hit in Atlanta uh, for bad press for their treatment of their employees, for their uh, mistreatment of the LGBTQ community, supposed to be female-run, shoot, the whole staff just walked out. Mm -hmm. And they had promised change when the initial Me Too stuff happened in the beer industry. And they obviously haven't changed. And we can add that to the great resignation uh, in that it's a time that we call together and say, we expect better treatment as your employees. And I think that is commendable. And it feels like it's a big uprising. I don't know, Annie. Does it feel like that to you? Or is it just because we're, we're actually paying attention? Uh does
0: feel like that to me, but occasionally, especially like I talked to somebody who we work with who I hadn't spoken to in a long time, and it was just weird of this moment of like, I'm so isolated and insulated. <laughs> yep. And so he was saying things, and my brain was like, what? <laughs> so I, I recently saw uh, some statistics on the Great Resignation, and people... Um, how many people have left and started their own thing. And and to me, it seemed really high. And it's not that I don't believe it's happening. It's just sort of, I'm so isolated from things. But I do think the people in my orbit are trying to be more um, conscious of where what they're buying comes from. And that that also comes with a certain amount of privilege in terms of price and um, time to get that information, as we said, that's right. That's a commodity as well. But that does make me happy, and I do think it's a thought. Like, at least people are thinking it yeah. now, of like, I would like to support businesses that I align with their values, and I know that they're doing things that I approve of, or that right. I'm, like, on board with.
1: Yeah. And with that, Annie, I think this segment has been quite a delight just to be able to openly discuss things that have personally affected us. I mean, you've just opened up so much you're pretty much an open book. Let's just be real honest. (laughs) However, uh, in this past year with this segment, you've really been able to face and just call out some things. And I know it has reached a lot of our listeners. A majority of our emails, I feel like are, thank you so much for sharing. This is how I dealt with this as well, or I've been through this as well. And it's been exciting to see that we can connect uh, with our listeners so, so much. And I, I really have been excited by this segment in itself that not only do we get to highlight a Amazing practices and amazing women of this business um, and amazing people who are making changes, but we get to kind of confront our demons as well because I feel like you've brought some things to me. I'm like, oh my God, yes, that's me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I feel like is really, really important in our conversations. Uh, as we enter this world of social media that has just, I don't know, maybe it's because I too am isolated. And so I fill my void with social media uh, as well. And then we just constantly do this. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our job. Mm-hmm. That it, it it is. It is really interesting to see how... Important it is that we are honest and communicate as best we can. When we're trying to be also be vulnerable, mm-hmm. it's a whole other level. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is, and it's so rewarding—not to beat this drum, but also like let's beat this drum—to hear from you, listeners, because it is kind of a, a lonely uh, experience sometimes. Because it's just me and Samantha in our own closet slash dining room area. Yeah. am <laughs> in my dining room area. Yes. And we want to connect with people and we want to know that, you know, we're not just like shouting into the void. And so, especially for episodes where we're vulnerable and you feel maybe nervous after it goes out, it's so rewarding to hear from people afterwards. Like, you know, I, even if it's just a short, hey, I, I connect with that or I see that or here's a resource that helped me. But also even like the the sillier in quotes, things of uh, I love that I talked about Life Day, that I talked about this song from Encanto that like moved me. <laughs> and people
1: wrote in about it. it was, yes, I still haven't best. seen it. Oh, I, I don't know I, if I'm emotionally prepared for Encanto.
0: I think you could do it, but I hesitate. <laughs> I hesitate, uh, just because like to me, it wasn't that upsetting, but it is sad if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's happy. Like, most of all, I would describe that movie as, like, a happy, sweet thing. But it's definitely got its, like, sad beginning, sad third,
1: beginning of third act. But So was Paddington Bear, and I was very upset. <laughs> I think Paddington Bear
0: is sadder.
1: <laughs> but that, I
0: just don't want to lead you down a path and then you be mad. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to be very, like, objective about this. <laughs> I do want, I'm ready to sing that song, karaoke. I'm I'm so ready.
1: Yeah, mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready too. Uh, if the season ever ends of yes nonstop chaos, uh, however, you know as I have been talking about what we have done for this happy hour, and I I love coming upon uh, all of these amazing brands and amazing people, and we also want the non alcoholic stuff. Uh, as well and any of the uh, spritzers. I know some call it mocktails, but some people find that really offensive, so non-alcoholic drinks and cocktails. But I would love to hear from y'all, listeners, uh, if you know, because y'all are all out there. I am stuck in Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) <laughs> and we have a vast amount of listeners everywhere. I would love to hear about any brands that you think we should highlight, um, any companies that are doing some amazing things. Please, please, please let us know. Because like we've actually had brands after we highlight them. They're like, hey, that's us. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, And then it's sending us stuff. And we're like, yeah. And then get to yeah. highlight them again because that's what we'd love to do. But we know there's companies out there. It's just harder for us to find uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, or we're just not aware of it, even though we're researching it. Because, you know, some people... As we know, don't get the credit until way too late or until, mm-hmm. there, you know, some other things happen. And we don't like that. We like to know when they need, yes. you know, we like to be in the middle of it, at the beginning of it, so we can say we're the cool people. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh-huh. please, 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 if you have a favorite brewery, company, drink place, any of them that you think should be highlighted. If you think of a cocktail that was created by a woman non-binary, please send that in. Yes. If you think there's some historical bases that we need to know about when it comes to uh, crafting drinks and any of that, please, we love all of that. Send that to us. Gimme, gimme, gimme. The more, the better.
0: Yes. I would actually like to talk about the very controversial Ladies' Night.
1: Um, oh, ooh. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's a whole episode, though it probably is. Yeah, i wanted going to talk about episode. it for a
0: while. But yes, um, cheers to you cheers. Samantha. This was her idea, so flowers to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and cheers to you listeners. If you would like to send any of your suggestions to us, you know we want them. Our email is staffmedia momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff Mom never told you. Thanks as always, too our super producer, Christina.
1: One of our other favorites. Oh,
0: absolutely. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Never Told You is a protection of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows.